A big thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. It is November 6, 2019. My name is Zach Weber, and I am joined by professional podcast host Justin Zanger. I remembered the 5th of November. And Mando Ross. Oh, hello. Thanks. Uh, Glad to be here. I thought those things were supposed to record. I had it say, uh, hey, Zach, thanks for having me. And it didn't play it. You piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Scream Sater hype is over. Never mind. This is, this, this is where it falls. Oh, boy, folks. We're off with a resounding start on this episode of Night's Evader. Right, let me give me a do-over. Up. Here I am. Uh, oh, thanks for having me. Ryan, I said his name backwards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, uh, moving on If you're interested in a Knights of Vader t-shirt We have all sorts of designs We have the Remember Alderaan, Vader and Friends, Past Meets Present Some of our logos from over the years If you're interested in that, check the show notes And you too will be able to own a Knights of Vader t-shirt Perfect for a Rise of Skywalker opening night showing As of now, the t-shirts are $20 each That includes shipping But that we're running a Quote unquote promotion that will be Only offering them for $20 each until The Rise of Skywalker comes out And then beginning in the new year 2020 we'll be raising the price To $22 including Shipping so if you want to get a cool Looking t-shirt that you're guaranteed to be the only Person in your most likely state That will have one buy a Knights of Vader t-shirt today Do not hesitate all right, folks, um, you're probably wondering when you're listening to this, uh, why aren't we talking about The Mandalorian? The reason why is that a couple of weeks ago, I asked Russ and Zenger, I said, how do you want to break down discussing The Mandalorian? I said, do you want to do just the first episode, then we'll take it from there, how we review the series going forward? Or do you want to wait until we have some episodes, then record it? And the agreement amongst the three of us was that we'll discuss the first oh, two episodes. What? Run in fear. That's what we agreed on. Well, that's how, that's how I run the podcast in general. But I figure we get a little more specific for this. Okay. And <laughs> but yes, we kind of agreed. I think what was you said, Russ. The first episode will probably end on a cliffhanger of some sort. Probably. So it was best that we probably wait until we have two episodes, and then we'll uh, review the episode, review what we have so far. So look forward to that, folks. Next week, you will get our thoughts on the Mandalorian. Hey, but until I know you're going to move on from Mandalorian, but did you mention anything about that little new trailer that came out? Did you notice anything new in it? I have. You mean the? Oh, Vanity I didn't Fair. watch it. Was well, it there was Fair? one thing. So I noticed that the guy that they roped that they pull through the door, uh, I had explained to my kids, they asked who it was, and I said, Well, this is Squidhead. He's from Star Wars. And I- 
So yeah, they just had a squid head in there. I thought that was interesting. Oh, it's not a corn. Yeah, but he'll always be squid head. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's offensive. I don't think we're allowed to say that term. Oh, that's their word. That's their <laughs> word. We're not allowed to say it. Much like the native Tatooiners, we will not say that term anymore. Okay. Wieners. <laughs> 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 I was about to say, the longer the pause goes after me saying that, it's the better it gets. <laughs> it kind of had to dawn on everybody for a second. So it kind of sat there and would be like, huh. Um, who's going to touch it first, right, Ron? <laughs> Last week, we kind of hinted upon it. We had uh, Benioff and Wise News. They're no longer part. Well, as of now, the story is like two or three weeks old. But we kind of hinted upon it last week. We didn't really delve into it any sort of, uh, any sort of like uh, meaningful way. So uh, I guess we'll delve into it now. But a few weeks ago, David Benioff and TV Wise um, left Star Wars. The story is is that it just they, their plate was too full with their Netflix deal for half a trillion dollars, and that's that. Like in the in the press release, Kathleen Kennedy said something like, "We hope to have them back sometime soon." Um, YouTube, of course, had a uh, rage hard on about it, and I think that's all. I think that's the easiest way to explain it. That it, that definitely would be rejoiced by uh, certain uh, certain members of the populace, people that are huge Game of Thrones fans. Uh, the most hardcore of them have completely thrown these guys under the bus. Everyone, this is like the target now. They were waiting for them to what lose that uh, Emmy they tried to get uh, for writing. Like they were. Uh, it was absurd that they were nominated for writing and yeah, the, to see them off of star Wars is like a, a star Wars, like game of Thrones, like high five moment where everyone just rejoiced at once. I, I don't really know how I feel about it, but it, it, a clean slate, I guess is better than what they left. Thought singer. Blind indifference. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that not, not, not to just move along, but at the same time, it's kind of, how much have they really worked on at this point? So it's kind of like me saying, oh, I got hired to do a Star Wars thing. And then waiting a month and being like, oh, I'm no longer doing it. It's like, well, what was it? And what does it matter? I'm not doing it now. I guess if you're not more, more than like huge Game of Thrones fans, they definitely a huge target right now is still on them. There's a really bad taste about the end of that show and pretty much anything they had. I mean, when they got that deal, right, Zach, they, they had it all going on. That was before the last season of Game of Thrones when everything was clicking. Everything was just looking in their direction as these are the guys, like much like they picked JJ or Ryan Johnson or anybody like that. They're like, these are the guys right now. But everything's turned on them. And I think since Ryan Johnson, and that this is part of it. They're like, we're not risking anything anymore. Not not to jump the gun too much, but um, I mean, I'm not like diehard Game of Thrones, but I've heard from a lot of people. It, it's been it's been gradually going downhill before the final season. The final season was just kind of the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I think they definitely still had some rope going in that last season. I know as a fan of it, I, I gave them some as well. I was like, well, we'll see how it goes. There's a lot of ways it can do it. Okay, as someone who's never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones and has no interest to ever watch the show, um, what's wrong? So, with you? I don't know. I just, I, I can, I, medieval, medieval fantasy. I just don't care about. Again, I've never. So, cared about so Lord what you're saying? It okay? Hold on. Look, there's no accounting for huh. taste. We, we that's understood. 
Um, so you're not going to watch The Witcher with with um, no award winning Henry Cavill. I'm saying award winning because I'm assuming that will happen after this. Witcher. Yeah, I I have no interest in that either. And we need to have a separate conversation someday about this um, Lord of the Rings thing that you just. I mentioned. tried watching back when like The Hobbit came out. I like my father. Wait, did you ago. try watching The Hobbit first? No, no, no. Okay, no, I wanted the cartoon. See, I, That's a good way to start. No, I. No, I, I've known about the Hobbit cartoon forever, probably before Lord of the Rings. But no, what happened was um, my father, like, year, God, like, I think it was like sometime in like 2002, maybe three, he bought like the, like the first like extended edition thing that like Peter Jackson yeah. ever released on DVD. And I've had those forever. And I tried watching back in like, I think December of 2012, the Fellowship of the Ring. And I got like an hour into it. And I'm like, life is too short to waste time on things that are boring. <laughs> and I said, nope. And I've never tried watching them ever again. I am I am shocked. I figured like that was like your thing. No, no. I it's it's weird. People have like these really like I don't want to say bizarre, but like odd preconceived notions about me. Like I cannot tell you the amount of times when I was in college, people will come up to me and be like, You must really be into anime. And I'm like, Oh no. And I'm like, No. I'm like Not at I, all. I played Yu-Gi-Oh when I was in middle school, but that was kind of like the furthest extent I ever got into like anime. And I'm like, like I just asked him like, why? Like, what, like, what do I wear? What do I smell like that makes you ask these questions about me? I, I just assumed for your film, like love that that would be something to where like Lord of the Rings would have factored in somewhere along the line. Nope. Yeah. See, I, I know you didn't I have, have cinemodities at the time. If you would have, everyone would definitely know what's up with you, and could you judge you either way? I think you're great. I actually love cinemodities. I'm gonna plug cinemodities right now. Okay. But yeah, you you definitely have a definitely a unique taste and a unique voice talking about this stuff. Thank you, Russ. Thank you for yeah. promoting the thing that last week. I think I think we broke the record for saying cinemodities last week. I think it was said once every thirty seconds, right, Zanger? I'm sure I blacked out most of the episode. <laughs> I wasn't there, so do it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> but no, getting back to the Benioff and Wise Game of Thrones thing. Uh, my point being was that has there ever been a show that ends with this last season that people genuinely love? Like it seems like pick any beloved show, and the last season is always considered the worst season. Like. Hold on. I'm going to think on that. Well, I don't know. I'm not saying, but like, I think of like a lot of shows that were popular that like kind of just like ended, not because like they ran out of steam, but they ended because like the creators quote unquote wanted to go out on top. Uh, the one I always like point to for an example, Seinfeld, like everybody claims like the last two episodes of Seinfeld are like the worst of the series ever. <laughs> and the only reason why people claim that is because it just, it ended. And it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, strange thing. The first episode I ever watched of Seinfeld was the last one because it was so <laughs> hyped up. I just it it just was on at a time where I was just not into watching TV. Uh, and yeah, I came into it on that, and I've seen most of it since then because it's unavoidable. But yeah, a lot of shows do that. It it's it seems to be last seasons of shows are all about if you can just knock it out of the park in the last five minutes and leave people with some kind of satisfaction. And I think of Six Feet Under. I don't know if you've seen that. And that's like regard a lot is like one of the best endings to a show. 
It's, it's basically a wrap up of a show, but takes one character and like it does like almost like a fast forward through her entire life, where you see every character from the show and how they age and die and everything happens. Like the next forty years of what the show would have been happens in about like a, a minute or two minute clip, and wow. it's kind of considered a very satisfying ending in that. You see, you know, who knows? I don't remember how bad the actual end of that season was, but those last couple of minutes kind of made it worth it. Okay, fair enough. I just think the Game of Thrones thing with people is that we live in the age of outrage and it's just, okay, this specific thing didn't live up to the very, very exact image I had imagined it for the last how many years. Thus, I'm going to destroy it because it didn't do that. I think it's a very, I think it's a, strangely enough, it's another outshoot of like the Star Wars Last Jedi outrage. It's just, it didn't give me specifically what I wanted. Thus, it must die because of that. Well, that's why I I think Seinfeld, the final season... I mean, yeah, the last two episodes aren't the best. But I think the final season's okay. Because the whole show's just kind of has a vague narrative and just... It's a show about nothing. Well, even, like, like things like, like... Again, thinking of another show that had, like, like people used to love and then started hating it was Dexter. And without giving yep. away the ending of Dexter, uh, I, I, I practically watched Dexter from the very beginning... And I don't be wrong, that ending is not great, but it's not the end of the world. I've actually not watched that last season. I've watched most of Dexter, but we just lost Showtime at some point and <laughs> didn't heard it was bad. I was like, you know what? I'll just I'll keep the good memories. Yeah, you're better off. But that's the thing about this. Like, if you don't like, like, that's the weird thing about people these days. Like, if you don't like something, just move on. Be like, okay, why am I wasting my time on this? Yet again, it's just the constant beating of the war drum, and it's like, why? Like, David, David. Benioff and DB Wise are going made more money in one Netflix deal than most of us will ever make in our lifetime. Yet somehow complaining about them in a tweet or a YouTube video. Aha, you got them. But you sure showed them hearing, walking away from Star Wars. You keep hearing big Netflix deal, but like what is it? What exactly are they making that's gonna be this great thing? It's just unnamed project, blank notebook project. I think it's like I think it's like a <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's like I think space it's like a, old timey stuff. I think it's it's very similar to what JJ Abrams is doing with Warner Brothers. I think it's like a consulting deal and it depends on just they can kind of do it's again, it's kind of like it's hard to describe because it's it's one of these new things that's kind of a new deal in the sense of like Hollywood with streaming services. But it's like a first look kind of deal. And that's not that's not the best way to describe it, but it's it's the idea like uh if there's a project they want to work on, whether it's something that's wholly original to them creating it or it's something that's been floating around in the studio's hands, they can also do that. It's just you have the talent in-house. You have them under contract, and they it, – it's kind of like I would imagine what happened with uh, Ryan Johnson like before The Last Jedi came out. It's the idea like, okay, we've signed Ryan Johnson for his next project to be – Whatever Star Wars related. And then when they put his three things on the back burner, he was allowed to go do Knives Out and right, things like that. <laughs> That'll be the Star Wars parody. Yeah. It. But yeah, I think that's what it is. It's kind of like a weird version of a first look deal where they they get first look at whatever you're doing. And then if they don't like it, then you can take it somewhere else. But when you're when somebody pays you like a quarter of a billion dollars to have a quasi first look agreement it's like why why would you take it somewhere else 
Wouldn't it be great if it was just like a straight up like Game of Thrones ripoff, where it was just like the same don't, fantasy kind of world where they just like don't be surprised. It, don't be surprised. There's a void. We must fill it. It's our own fantasy. Yeah, what? That's, that's getting filled with The Witcher. Calling it now, people. It's the new Game of Thrones. Tune in. What 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 platform is that, Sanger? Netflix. Oh, is that Netflix? Okay, yep. I, you lose track after a while between Hulu, Amazon Prime. Uh, you, you just figure it's one of those, but it should just become one, and we should all pay a lot for it every month. That'd be just great. Like, just like Di- the cable company, Disney oh, Plus. Don't worry, D- Disney Plus will get there soon. It will have everything. Well, okay, We're, we'll get back to Benioff and Wise, but a quick question, I guess, for you two, and I kind of asked Zenger before we started recording. And I guess for the audience as well, is that I really can't. Like I was thinking about Disney Plus today and thinking about all the exclusive titles on Disney Plus, and it's only like a handful of things that are brand new, and the rest of it is just <laughs> things that people have had access to forever. Just like, just, like you could be lazy. It's just a lazy thing. You can just have it all. It's, but it's not like you have it all because I know like they were a couple of weeks ago they were doing like the official Disney Plus like Twitter account was like tweeting out all these banners of all these like shows and programs. That those memes, I know what you're gonna go, but those memes should have lasted more than three days. Those fake Disney movie things that they put up were so great. I mean, they, there should have been more. <laughs> well, there's some count that's still making them, and I don't think it's stopping. It's just that it, it's not part of like the immediate zeitgeist anymore. Yeah, no Song of the South like reboot or whatever. They but the fun ones that were out there. <laughs> Some of those ones look so fake though, where it was like soccer ghost, where you're like, Wait, this was this a movie? And it looked the poster it, it could be, it could not be. A lot of those I just couldn't tell. Some of them that they were releasing titles and they were legit. Everyone's like, What is this? Where did this come from? <laughs> this it is the vault. Until- this is what happens. We throw it in there and you forget about it. If you were alive <laughs> in nineteen eighty six, you will remember. I, I don't know. But but my point being, though, is that what you think it is, Russ? And I think Zenger said pretty much the exact same thing. But, like, the, the example I was giving to Zenger is that, like, I get people being excited for things like Friends in the Office because those shows yeah. were, ran for, like, multiple seasons. Oh, no, wait. They're getting all the Simpsons. Yeah. They've yeah, been but, pushing that pretty hard right now. But people only care about, what, the first, like, eight seasons and that's it? Ten. Yeah, no, but, yeah. most people only sit there care about like like what's I, the last good the last good episode of The Simpsons regarded by many is what Frank Grimes, Angry was, Dad. That's like know. season eleven, isn't it? Yeah, it went. They had some good ones I, later on where Homer think, had to smoke marijuana was pretty funny, and that's a pretty later uh, for me episode. That was like season ten or eleven, where my, the, the crows he gets the crows. I mean that that season was pretty funny with Angry Dad and that one. That was the last one to me that really kind of started to stand out. In my opinion, season fourteen is like the final season for me of giving. Because that's that's where I believe the episodes go from. Because season 10 is where it really starts to fall off, but then into that. It's where you have more bad episodes or episodes that are just kind of meth than phenomenal episodes. Also, um, John Swartzwelder stopped like being as involved. And I think he is like the key to a lot of my love of that show because his yep. humor is like hits me perfectly because it is the dumbest jokes ever and i will just sit there and slap my knee like a moron every time i hear him like a slack jawed yokel 
Oh, God dang it, yes. I, yeah, I it's am just a shame about the whole Epstein plane thing and graining. Oh, just please a little. Anyway. What? Oh, Matt Groening, Epstein oh, plane. Really? I don't want to really? talk about it here. Yeah, whoa, he, whoa, he's whoa, not. Whoa. He's not was accused, on the low lead express. Doing it. Yeah, he 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 is accused of it. And um, I'll I'll say this: most people that this person accused of was in some very bad things. All they said about about Matt Groening is that he liked foot rubs and that his feet re- really stunk and that they was they were gross. That was it. It just he has gross feet. And of anyone in this whole case, he probably got off the the lightest. He just has gross feet. You know what? I'm not saying I'm I'm I, I'm saying I'm believing it. The feet stinking part. I, whether everything else is just kind of up in the air for me, but he seems like someone that might have stinky feet. All right, who who wants to be the one who says it? Look, we should just I keep stinky show feet. normal. We should <laughs> stick to the facts, and we should just say that yeah, Jeffrey Epstein definitely didn't kill himself. So. <laughs> Ding ding ding, ding 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 Can ding 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 ding! <laughs> Thank you, Russ. That was very well done. Bravo, Russ. I tip my hat to you. Disney Plus. The more and more I think about it, doesn't make any sense beyond like unless you really want to watch The Mandalorian, or like you guys have said, you're just lazy and just don't want to like lean over and <laughs> just like like take a thing off the shelf. Um, I think a lot of parents with the, with the Frozen movies and all that in Marvel, if they got kids, they'll just buy it and be like, "Yeah, just you can just watch, you can watch eighty hours of Marvel movies all day long." <laughs> you never have to stop. Really watching appreciate Marvel movies. the cinema. Oh God, I'm that, having PTSD. That's part of. Yes, that's just it. Just put it on. It's all day. Age but isn't like Bond like? Oh, Winston Zenger's least favorite film, uh, Iron Man Three. Yeah. Okay, that's the film that's put on repeat. Uh. But isn't it true that like half of these like movie franchises, like the titles aren't even gonna be available because Disney didn't have the foresight of this? So like half the Marvel movies aren't even gonna be available like the first it, like few months. Okay, I won't admit there's a lot of places online where it's like don't buy um Disney Plus just yet. It's not worth it because they're not gonna have the X, Y, and Z. You gotta wait. And it's kind of one of those things. I'm just going to get on board because for some reason, some people are going to sit there and tell me I have to watch Mandalorian. And what are you going to do? Watch every movie before a Marvel movie comes out. That's just insane. No one would ever do something like that. It's supposed no to be one asked about it. It would never ever, happen. Ever do that. And then some need them all where the only ones that get picked are all the Captain America movies, and it's not something that potentially <laughs> happened. No one would ever do that. And Ellie still has not watched Endgame. Or no, Far From Home. I don't think home. I'll do that. <laughs> no, oh, that's perfect. Do that. That's perfect, Zenger. Someone needs to meme that with uh, Sam Wilson being you and Ellie being old Captain America. Like, are you finally going to watch Avengers Endgame? <laughs> no, I don't think I will. <laughs> I'm just surprised she still hasn't had anything spoiled for her yet. <laughs> but she wouldn't even get it, which is the best part. Zenger, at this point, you just show her Far From Home instead. <laughs> just bypass Endgame. Be like, nothing important happened to this movie. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll try that this weekend. I'll, I'll, I'll report back next week. All right, good. I look forward see, to hearing that. See how that goes. Just, I'll just pop in Far From Home and just start watching it. Be like, oh, sit down. We're going to watch this. Do you have Far From Home? Um, do I? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet? Okay, fair enough. 
the last thing I have to say about Benioff and Weiss was uh, me being the sadist and uh, person that likes to hurt myself as I am. I went to the uh, YouTube hate mob and I was curious what their opinion on this was. Very and, well. Well, this is the thing that's so weird. Was I, I? Everybody knows my two favorite punching bags when it comes to the YouTube hate mob is Midnight's Edge <laughs> and and um, Grace Randolph. And I have to do give. Eh, I do have to give Grace Randolph credit because she did a Doctor Sleep review and she kind of tore it apart. And I'm like, thank God. The thing that I found interesting was that. Every in both of their discussions for this, or if you want to call it, uh, videos, monologues, they both begin the video very similarly to how Russ did, where it's like, oh, Benioff and Weiss, their careers are ruined. Nobody wants them. Their names are tarnished. And then the whole time, well, they they, they go onto a diatribe for like five minutes about how horrible and how destroyed their careers are. I'm looking at the deadline story of. Game of Thrones creator sign a deal for a quarter of a billion dollars. And I go, that's the weirdest career destruction I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I wish I could destroy my career to the you tune know, of a quarter of a billion dollars. I, I think we all should do that right now. All three of us should just destroy this podcast and then get paid. Exactly. That's how it that's, works, right? I figured that's what we did after last week's episode, Zenger, because I don't think Russ is aware of this, because by the time <laughs> we're recording this episode, last week's episode isn't out yet. Uh, Russ, I think we killed the podcast last the week. The podcast is dead. And we were oh. pretty sure it's Knights of Vader's Suicide. No, that was the title <laughs> of the episode. All right. Well, maybe we should change topics. Maybe we could worship something else like... Um... <laughs> I said, Mommy, God isn't master of the universe. He-Man is. All right. Welcome to Knights of He-Man. He-Man because... <laughs> has more power than Jesus. He-Man has more power than Jesus. Now, right, and we're just going to talk. Star Wars is over. Uh, Marvel movies are still aware, but we're looking at the He-Man franchise and the He-Man verse. And uh, let me throw to you, Skelazak. Yeah, Skelazak. I like that. What's Zanger's name going to be? Zing Beast. Stinkor. Oh. oh we're cl- <laughs> <laughs> you can oh. be whore. Horzanger or Hordak or whatever. I didn't mean that way. All right, sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> oh man, folks, we're still sticking our foots in our mouth almost a week later. Um, but no, that was the first thing that both Midnight's Edge and Grace Randolph brought up was the fact that, like, oh, these guys' are careers are ruined. Look at how horrible their careers are, what the state they're in currently. And then the videos transition into the thing that YouTube lo- YouTube's punching bag for Star Wars is how is this Kathleen Kennedy's fault? So after <laughs> spending five minutes of how these guys' careers are ruined and how nobody should be working with them, they then proceed for the next five minutes to describe how Kathleen Kennedy is so horrible for letting these guys go. They're so talented. They've created one of the most popular TV shows in history. Can you believe she lost them? And the whole time I'm listening, it's going, the last five minutes contradicts everything you've just said for the now current five minutes. And I go, does, does anybody think through their ideas anymore? Or nope. is it literally just ta- reading talking points? Yeah, this is just a press release. This is just a press release sent out to, I don't know, quell something. But no, this makes no sense because no one, no one is uh, defending that right now. Well, but that's the good thing. Well, no, I was going to say, here's the thing. I think that in our modern age, we're so in touch with what goes on in Hollywood and behind the scenes now that I'm sure back in the day, there was a lot of um, 
like Spielberg was supposed to do this or do that. It was in such an early stage that he backed out or didn't do it. And it's something that no one knows about or cares about because it's just, it's, it, it's something to where, and I'm just saying this as like a, what were they working? We, no one has any clue. Like if there was like footage or at least the script or something like that, I'd care more, but there isn't. So in my opinion, it's like, what's the point of it? They, they didn't do anything in my opinion. Well, Except about- for saying, we're going to work on Star Wars. Like I said, I'm going to tweet out, I'm going to work on Star Wars, and then we'll see what happens. I mean, we did an entire episode talking about what an Old Republic movie is going to be like, because we I- thought these dudes were making an Old Republic movie. We're just, we're just kind of sheets in the wind uh, as far as that one goes. I mean, right? Wait, Pretty I, much. Think, I think you just hit the nail on the head. They were going to do an Old Republic movie. They pitched the idea, and someone just went, "You're just doing Game of Thrones." But yeah, I don't think anyone even ever put, said it. You digitally that put was lightsabers just... in on every one of these scenes instead, and then they went, "Oh crap, they're onto us!" and ran out of the room. It's like their names were mentioned, and they said, "Wait, they do old sword and sandal stuff," and everyone just said, "Well, it's Old Republic," and they're like, "Yeah, that's yeah, we're here yeah, to yeah. we're here to do the Old Republic." Darth Raven, we love him. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the dragons. There's dragons in Star Wars. Dark ravens, right? We've done ravens. We can do this. We got it. Yeah, yeah. The weird thing, though, is that, like, like, like you're saying, Russ, like, yes, in the history of Hollywood, you, it's, it's, there's so many examples of people, wor- like, being attached to something and then dropping out. But we're in a weird point now where people somehow want to have a villain in these stories. Why don't we make a movie about it? We'll point- just make it a metaphor and they'll all be stabbing each other. Perfect. <laughs> I, I I didn't get any of that. Yeah, all right. It's your boy. I'm out. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs> point being, though, it's like everybody... Like in, <sighs> the Kathleen Kennedy thing, Like I get it. They hate her. They, they want a boogeyman and they have it in the form of Kathleen Kennedy. But does everybody forget that Back in like 2014, Edgar Wright spent like close to a decade of his life working on the Ant Man movie, and he and they basically told him get lost like a month before filming was supposed to start because he refused to shove all the MCU nonsense into that movie. Yeah, I recently listened to an interview with Peyton Reed talking to uh, Tom Sharpling from the Best Show about the how he kind of came into that project and that. Everything was almost set up there, but he, you know, luckily he did come in. I mean, of all those directors, that guy, that guy comes off really great. Like the, the, the world he comes from, as far as being like part of like underground comedy and stuff like that, like he really did bring it and he put up, you know, he, I, I enjoy the Ant-Man movies for what they are. Me too. I just feel I wanted to be included. <laughs> it's fine. Thank you. Yeah, as far as Edgar Wright, yeah, everyone, you know, did look to that, did that, uh, but, but the, that was but one of, that's what it seems one of the few cases where it did kind of get even, you know, kind of saved to the end. But how does that kind of thing go down where but, he, no, but, but the, the point I was trying to make though with that was nobody attacked Kevin Feige in 2014 for ruining the Marvel Cinematic Universe for getting rid of Edgar Wright. Yet we have, 
like look look at who Kathleen Kennedy is fired. And yes, Kathleen Kennedy shouldn't be firing people the way she does. Like she should definitely be vetting them a little <laughs> bit more. I'm not arguing that. Like this, that's like, like the joke is at this point, if you get hired by Lucasfilm, you have a better chance of being fired than you do seeing your project to fruition. But look put at on a cowboy hat and try to blend in the background. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never be able to notice me. Um, but no, but like, look at who she's fired. Like she's fired. Josh Trank hack Colin Trevorrow hack, uh, Benny often wise. I have no personal experience with their work, but based on what the internet's telling me, hacks. Lord and Miller, well, Lord Miller made a Lego movie in a con and made 21, 22 jump street. I don't exactly call that high art. Once again, I'm not saying that by like you shouldn't be hiring people, work with them for a year only to fire them. I, I agree with everybody. That is a wrong way to do things. But to say that, like, oh, she's making bad decisions, like, yeah, she shouldn't have never hired the hacks in the first place, but like it did resolve itself. And yes, you do have things like Gareth Edwards where he was locked out of the editing bay, but still, like it's it's the notion of it's like she's Outside of Solo, and, and I still I'm willing to die on this hill forever. Solo did not bomb because the movie was inferior or because the people were boycotting it. Solo bombed because people mass audiences just don't care about the idea of a young Han Solo movie. Yeah, and it was just stuck in a weird spot, and everyone was still having a left. But did you mention he directed um, 21 and 22 Jump Street? Yeah, that was Lauren Miller. Oh, so I cannot finally play this clip and not feel weird. My name is Jeff. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you amused uh, Zenger, Russ. Uh, that's actually uh, that's actually from Twenty One Jump Street too, but I used it to describe <laughs> Jeff the mongoose, a cryptid poltergeist creature. But thank you that yes, that is from Twenty One Jump Street too. What what Twenty Two Jump Street? Twenty One Jump Street Two. Twenty Two Jump Street. Colon right. <laughs> I miss all the sequels they were gonna do. The Men in Black, sure. Oh, I, I was I was talking about the fictional ones they they put at the end of Twenty Two Jump Street, but the Men in Black one, yes, I missed that too. Oh, what could have been? <laughs> and we got Men in Black International, everybody's favorite movie. Wait, that was real? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Ross, that is a movie that exists. Oof! It has it's Thor in it. Imagine and Valkyrie. Imagine Thor Ragnarok, but not good. <laughs> and no Hulk. No, no. No Hulk. No uh, Loki. No Korg. Korg, the most classic character of all the Marvel verse at this point. The one thing I do want to bring up that I thought was absolutely hysterical in the uh, Grace Randolph video about Benioff and Wise leaving Star Wars is that she goes through an entire diatribe about the the, the the directors, the filmmakers, the creatives at Lucasfilm have no creative freedom. Zero <laughs> creative freedom. And she goes, the only person who had any creative freedom at Lucasfilm was Ryan Johnson. And the only reason why Ryan Johnson got creative freedom was because him and Kathleen Kennedy both agreed on everything when it came to politics. What and that's no, just feeding out? I don't know. Uh, well, no, I mean, like politics is in like politics, politics, yes. well, yeah, not P the cool, capital. not the cool stuff like I'm the Senate. He's talking about like 
uh, all the stuff policy. we watched Star Wars to not think about. U.S. policy, yes. Okay. And, and I, I just was making sure it wasn't like, oh, well, well, he sat at the cool kids table and he wore pink on Wednesdays like we're supposed to. No, Zanger, not like that. That might have happened too, but she actually says that. She goes, Kathleen Kennedy loved Ryan Johnson's politics so much, she let him throw out hers, JJ's, and Bob Iger's vision for the sequel trilogy. She yeah. actually says that in the video. And I'm like, how can you blatantly lie to your audience that way? Like, that's like... Like, like, again, I've been watching Grace now for almost 10 years. I've been watching her ever since when she used to go to, like, movie theaters and interview people coming out of, like, the movies, like, opening day. And, like, I, I can't believe that she gets to a point where she has to lie. And it's not the first time she's done this. She does it a lot when, it come, when she opines about Star Wars. But, like, to actually say that the only re- – like, no other creatives or directors – at Lucasfilm have any creative freedom and except for Ryan Johnson. And the only reason why he got that creative freedom was that she agreed with them on politics. So yeah, imagine they need, if, they need to investigate this. I, I, I think I feel like this just our current regime should just come in and take over star Wars. Let the <laughs> Trump administration make a few star Wars movies, whatever they may be. Just, just we need a, you know, maybe put a little balance back to the force. We'll make the screensaver movie. Entire I, movie about this. No, imagine I Trump directing a uh, Star Wars movie. Boy, oof. I don't know if I can take having to sit here and have them be like, "Oh no, they built instead of the Death Star, the Trump Tower, and it's just Trump Tower floating in space." No, he. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, please give me another awkward silence. After <laughs> just everything today has to be just. Instant awkward silence. <laughs> just this environment we live in. We're all just products of it. And so is Star Wars, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of all. I think that's all I have to say about Benny Off and Wise. Anything else about you two? I've said more than I care to. All right, moving on. Rise of Skywalker, final predictions. Final ones. Final no more ones. After this. No, well, no, if you look at the episode release schedule, this is kind of be the last time we talk about, like, Rise of Skywalker in any sort of, like, uh, like main focus capacity. Because after this, it's like, looking at the calendar, Mandalorian, then there's going to be, for Thanksgiving, another book review episode, because nothing kills the downloads quite like a book review episode. And then December is all holiday-themed stuff. We got hey, holiday- I want to hey, a little plug. Those Galaxy of Fear, that Galaxy of Fear episode was really funny. <laughs> those, I've, I, I missed those books completely, and that Russ, whole thing, Russ. just great stuff. Russ, you're already on the show. You don't have to keep sucking up. To yeah, keep- he needs <laughs> to know. He needs to know. Russ is the only person that appreciates this podcast who's been on the podcast. I want that on record. <laughs> at, at, after doing this for almost three years, Russ is the only person who's appreciative. <laughs> I'm I'm a hostage. I thought. Well, <laughs> I don't think you thought. You've told Tinker me you're a hostage. Doesn't even know about Borborigmi, probably. And I meant to bring the George Carlin clip. George Carlin did a bit about uh, stomach noises, and he yeah he used the term Borborigmi, and he's like, remember when your stomach's like Borborigmi? And he does a whole bit about the word Borborigmi. So hearing that over and over on Halloween Day, listen to your show. Great stuff, man. Thank you, Russ. Rob thanks you too because that drove Rob up a wall. <laughs> that is true, folks. I got a lot of angry text messages the day Rob discovered that character's name. 
a lot of angry text messages <laughs> um oddly enough but uh no snow but that's kind of like how it's going like a little peek behind the curtain when it comes to knights of vader then december is a lot of the holiday stuff uh, rush you've never celebrated festivus with us Ooh. um we have the uh thumb wars the thighs of sky skipper which is gonna be something we talk about and we have the uh good old holiday special episode yeah, a lot of a- AMSR, ASMR from uh, Kylo Ren coming. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So- <laughs> oh, That's boy. One. Look forward to Zenger not being a part of the holiday special episode. I, I will be boycott. I will be uh, peacefully protesting it by screaming <laughs> the entire episode. <laughs> All right. And we're going to come in like, like Bumble or something or like the Grinch and like try to ruin it. And, you know, you can just cut him off. No, what we do is that like we, we have we pull a tooth come. from him and he's like sated. Like we got to like do something <laughs> violent to him. And he's like, Roar. what we do is we Zenger Zenger's like joins the call. and He's just screaming. And then we have to put him on mute. And every like 20 minutes, we take him off mute to make sure that he's OK. And as long as we hear the screaming, we figure he's still he's still alive. Or we just like watch his sound like waves and like, all right, there's still some kind of breathing pattern going on. We know he's there. <laughs> Uh, boy, good old holiday special episode. And then good old December 23rd? Yep. Yeah, 23rd will be the uh, Rise of Skywalker review episode. We'll come out. Well, oh, man, folks, we're Jeepers, so close. creepers. It's hard to think. Before Christmas Day, guys, we will know the end of all of Star Wars as we know it. And we'll know how right all of us are from this episode. Yes, so, I'm gonna make wrong. a prediction. They want they're uh, we're talking about our final things. I'm gonna say there is no cliffhanger to this. That they will put a little bit of finality on something. There is no cliffhanger. No end credit scene. End Star Wars. <laughs> no, no uh, post credit scene of some of hearing uh, the the lightsaber ignite six times. You know you're gonna. Do you know? Oh, I I'm just saying it to put it out there. Please don't. Wouldn't that be great with the last film they finally start introducing uh, post-credit scenes in Star Wars? <laughs> you want, you want Stop to it with the, the Marvel. I know how you feel about Marvel, and don't do that to this. Oh, man, it'd be great. That's what we do. We, we, we make everything Marvel. That's going to happen eventually, folks. It's not just going to be Disney owning everything. It's going to be Marvelization of everything. Forget like, yeah, the Walt they're bringing Disney Feig company. Feig is going to take over after this. I think this is Kennedy's out. She's doing this. She's going to do Indiana Jones, and I think that's it. Like that's we're never getting that Indiana Jones five. Oh come on, we have to believe, right? That was supposed to come out no. like in July. It just like got like back. It keeps getting backburnered over and over again. He's not old enough. He needs to age a little more for it. <laughs> specific thing he's trying to do until <laughs> he wants to not Jones be able to walk at all. Until he's a he's gonna ride the ball uh, somehow. It, it's gonna be amazing. It'll be like uh, the Miley Cyrus music video. It'll be him naked riding the riding the ball. I came in. I can imagine Harrison Ford doing the <laughs> "I'm a Wrecking Ball" song. Came in like a wrecking ball. Joey, I'm Blade Runner. No, Ross, it's short round. <laughs> Shorty, I'm Blade Runner. Joey, <laughs> get my ball because I'm Ball Runner. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the ending. I guess that's, I don't know if that's what we want to start, but because Russ brought it up, I guess that'll be our jumping off point. I'm curious, what kind of ending are we, I guess, 
the ending is, are we going to have a Return of the Jedi type ending where it's everybody uniting and we have a celebration? Because that's one thing we haven't gotten any of the sequel trilogy movies. We haven't gotten any celebrations. So we're long overdue for a party. I think we are. I think after the Revenge of the Sith ending the second trilogy and the really sad note that I left on and that every like adult in that theater would, would probably at least let a little bit of a tear out at the end, even though whatever, you know, I love Revenge of the Sith and I love watching it in theaters. And I think it's going to be more of a return of the Jedi moment where it is joyous and a good finality. And I don't know, maybe some kind of weird animal singing that we don't know about. <gasps> yes. We need anim- We need all the creatures doing a little song and like playing like uh, a little beat, like a xylophone on, on first order stormtrooper helmets. <laughs> red Sith. Uh, they'll be red though, and it'll be uh, it'll be like a marshmallow kind of type. It'll be perfect. a perfect, perfect. I like it, Russ. I dig a it. Baby Hut doing like a Groot dance. <laughs> all right, there you no, go. Going back to Marvel. Stop it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Instead of it being an original song, it'll be some like '70s era pop song. Whoa, It'll be like Fleetwood Mac. You can go your bring own way. Bring one of the holiday special groups back. Just have oh. them playing. Well, that's how it ends. It ends with B. Arthur. You know, you know that um, that Mandalorian is probably going to have. We know how much that he is into the holiday special already. Just looking at Mando's rifle, everything about it, and he's admitted many times he loves the holiday special. The the Easter eggs he's going to put in are going to be insane. Like that is very exciting. Well, the thing about Favreau, I keep seeing all those headlines about the holiday special and Favreau. I can't tell. Is that just trying to get cred with us? What is he doing? No, is he no. I, I think I it's real. I think, well, I don't know if it's an issue of real or not. I just can't tell if he's being cynical, ironic or not. Because at this point, like, when I say I like the holiday special, even I can't tell how, I, how like, ironic I'm trying to be. I'm like, <laughs> I find lots of it amusing. But at the same time, some of it just drives me up a wall. And I'm like, because even today, I think I've... I think I'm going to make episode six unwatchable. Just as an homage. <laughs> like, no, don't do that. That well, that again. That's the part I would find amazing because I don't know how many how many Star Wars fans know the holiday special. Like it's one of those, even though it's like readily accessible. They live in fear of it. But like, I think if you're a Star Wars fan, you've not watched the holiday special at least once, like from start to finish. Like, how big of a Star Wars fan are you? It's like it's like trial by fire. You guys suffer through it once. Yeah, I'm actually. I mentioned that I uh, during because the holidays are coming up, so I can start thinking about. Not only Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> we, like I, like I've told you guys, we usually do the um, the Darth Vader uh, uh, burning uh, Yule log every year during Christmas. But I'm thinking about maybe I'll just put the holiday special on in the morning. Just they'll just it'll get burned in their brain. Opening presents and and Princess Leia's there, and there's cartoon Boba Fett and weird Wookies. I don't think it'll make it ten minutes, but I'll try. Did I- I don't think I've told you guys this, but I I volunteer at a food pantry. We have oh, like God. a uh, and they install. I think I mentioned it a few months ago, but they installed like a sixty-five inch like flat screen TV. And like, you make it, them watch this? Great. No, well, I know. I it's funny you mentioned this, Russ. This today I asked. I said, "Can I have permission that on turkey?" Because because okay, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we give out like turkeys, like like. We've been like giving out little vouchers for like weeks now. And I said, as long as I put it on mute, can I have the holiday special playing in the background? And I was told, yes, as long as like nobody gets distracted by it. 
So hopefully I'll be like exposing like at least 60 plus people to the holiday oh. special in a couple of weeks. So as long okay. as when, when so, Leia sings, you have to go joy. We all can share. And as you're handing someone a plate, it'd be the most beautiful <laughs> Knights of Vader moment you can imagine. So I will can go, I point out something real quick? What, what day was that again? Uh, it'd be two weeks from yesterday. All right, everyone make sure to check your local news that day to see if anyone's been arrested for torturing a ton of people. They don't have to look at it. The sound's not even playing. Wait, wait, it's hold on. I just special. realized something. Are you serving Kool-Aid at this thing? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because um, we might need to get, call someone way before this is going down. God damn it, Ross. I might have to actually bring Kool-Aid. People will be like, why are you bringing... No, okay. I've got Flavor-Aid for you guys. i got Vaderade, And you just put Knights <laughs> of Vaderade on it. And that's your official drink. Oh, man. Ooh. Oh, my God, Ross. I didn't even think about that. That's brilliant. Oh, they still make... Where can I buy Flavor-Aid? Do they still make that? I'm sure you could have just downloaded the logo and put it on. Ross, something. no. We have to do this authentically. We can't do... We can't half-ass this. I don't. I don't know how well they fared in the last forty how, years after how, all those people died. They, they've got to be around in some form, right? To they be probably rebranded. But to be fair, they didn't die because of the flavor aid. Like, there's nothing like inherently evil in the flair flavor aid. To be honest, can you not prove that? Actually, they come <laughs> off like champs because everyone says drink the Kool Aid. So, why Kool Aid should have taken the hit? The, all right. It, you have to be really deep into it to know his flavor aid. Kool Aid is still around, and Kool Aid Man isn't taking that. He that never stuck. Okay, I found. Okay, I found it. I'm going to create a Kickstarter for thirteen dollars and sixty six cents. Help Zach buy four packages of flavor aid to give out to people while watching the holiday special. Yeah, done, done. We got it. All right, we got this. Everyone, you can get thirteen dollars and sixty six cents in the next like two weeks. We can pull that together. We can pull it together. Okay. See, folks, you have to rally. We have to rally together. I have to give a bang for a day. Mm. <laughs> yeah. This is Zanger after a bang. He's all like, What, what the hell else we going to do? Wander around the world the rest of our lives? It's a comp Zanger. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I'm buying Kool Aid. Can you buy like Kool Aid like in a pitcher or do you like you have to like do it with the packet? No, they sell big tubs of that stuff. If you do look they? in there's like they... there's like a section in Walmart where um it's like industrial stuff like like number 10 cans of green beans and and peaches and stuff and you can see huge things of Kool-Aid and stuff in there. There's no, there's just, mass. Just go to Costco or Sam's Club. That to create cre increase the amount even more cuz I don't have a Costco membership. Uh, just go to Amazon. You'll you'll find it there. All right, good. I'll do that. Um, okay, this is a really, that's worked out. That that's a very this is a very weird tangent from uh, Rise of Skywalker final predictions. Um, all right, final <laughs> predictions. I won't be seeing it because I'm going to be. Never mind. I drank too much of the Kool Aid while watching the holiday special. Um, no, okay. Then, up. I be throwing up and filling my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, was not Rush, expecting that. Rush, you really are playing to the crowd, aren't you? And by crowd, I mean Zinger. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Zinger, how do you think the uh, rise of uh, Skywalker is going to end? Better not be on a cliffhanger for the next one, because apparently they don't have anyone to do it. Um, 
I I I think we're gonna finally get some true closure. I I mean I hope God I hope they do. Like give some actual closure to something finally. But it's Abrams, so I I don't know. Can JJ Abrams stick the landing? Is the question. But I think the thing is, I want to point this out now because I'm going to say it again later and probably a few more times. Um, spider legs. I will get uh, to that. We'll no, get I'm, to I'm saying legs. it now. I want to make sure people know. We what get the it. This is, was. We've gone through this now. This is like the third week in a row. We know this is going to be your them fighting back to back. Because, folks, if anybody ever doubts the fact that if Palpatine shows up in this with spider legs, Give all credit, send all checks payable to Justin Zanger at Knights of Vader Street, Virginia, USA. There you go. I renamed my street this week. Yes, they did. I, uh, I went there once and I was like, I'm done with West Virginia. I'm going to Chicago. <laughs> but funny enough, I want to I, I want to do one quick I want to do one quick lightning round with you guys about what do you think who is going to appear in this movie and just say yes or no real quick and go over it. Okay. Is Obi-Wan Kenobi in this movie? Yes. Um yes. Anakin Skywalker. Yes. Uh Goat Force Ghost and Flashback. Yo. Uh yeah, oh yeah. Count Dooku. No. <laughs> is it just his can't be just his hands because I'm gonna vote for that. It's just the hands. The Force Ghost Count Dooku hands. And, General, and, and, and General Grievous. What's in the some char- form. What's General the character Grievous. from Adam's family who's just a hand? Thing? Yes, it's that, but yes, it's two thing. of them. Alright. Two things are around. Thing Duke is. Alright. Um uh, of course Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. Well, hold on, okay. Russ, can I add an amendment to that? What's that? Is it physical I'm Palpatine? Real... Pal- physical Palpatine or like, like, like a disembodied right, well, I'll, spirit? I'll go. I'll go. There. Is physical Palpatine in this movie? Um, yes. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say that's gonna be a plot. That's gonna be a plot twist. Right, is is ho- hollow ho- hologram Palpatine? Yes. Or some okay, is someone some gonna get possi- Is someone new gonna be possessed by Palpatine? Yes. Okay. No. Um. Is. Luke Skywalker in this film. Yes. I guess 100%. we know that. Uh, Han Solo. In a flashback. <sighs> That's Lobot. a hard... I don't... Okay, Han Solo, uh, pass. Lobot. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> at the, only that. at the party at the end of the movie. Yes. At the no end. wedges in this film. Uh, what about Ewoks? God, no. Uh... No, because JJ hates J- again. JJ's part of the not not my Return of the Jedi, so no. Okay, Uncar Plot. No. No. He's, I thought he was dead. No, they ripped, they ripped his arm off. Scene. They ripped his arm He's off in a deleted scene, He's and fine. Chewbacca like beats him to death with it. <laughs> you just said to death. Okay, Ray's live parents. No, because she's a clone. Okay, anyone related to Finn? No, because he's no. a clone. <laughs> okay, um super battle droids. No, because they're all clones. <laughs> yes, Stop running the joke in the, the background. background. No, that's Think the about it. That's the what, what about Jordicas? No. Uh well we know there's gonna be battle droid, a, a B one battle droid, but but there's also super battle droids in the Mandalorian, so I'm not sure. I'm gonna say no, they're not gonna use the same nostalgia in two different pieces of media okay. so close to each other. 
All right, what about the vulture droids and the uh, tri-droids or whatever the, the hell the flying ones were called? Do you think okay. it was droid ships? I'd like to amend that and say, and, and make it more broad and say, I know in the, the shot from the trailer, you do see a droid control ship. So I'm going to say if there's a droid, droid control, control ship, it has to have some sort of fighter. So now, maybe think about not- You've you've talked many times about the uh, Avengers Endgame kind of ending, and think yes. about just a, a, a thirty second uh, moment where a bunch of Vulture droids and those Tri droids, whatever they're called, all those ships fly out and go fight whatever. Like they've pulled yeah. everything into this. You think that kind of moment will happen? Background, like very far in the background, but if you freeze frame the Blu-ray, you'll see it. But in the theater, <laughs> no one's gonna pick up on it. Will, will there be a Neomorph? Unless you're in, unless you're watching it in an IMAX theater. Sure. Will we see a Senate? Like government or, or Palpatine? Yeah, we'll see some form of government. No, no, no. We we haven't seen it yet in the sequel trilogy other well, than the First Order, just just general general hugs yelling at everybody. Well, and if we no. see, if okay. we see so. Palpatine, then we see the Senate because he is the Senate. That's true. All right. Can I, Ross, can I add one in here? Sure, you you why don't you take it for a bit? I'll pass All the right. baton. All right, sure. Mon Mothma. No. No, she's dead. Okay. Th- now this is gonna be a controversial one. Darth Vader. Ah, <sighs> uh, in a weird way, yes. His he- we'll see his helmet. We'll see his no, some of his outfit. No, not saying that. No, we won't I I, I, I a per- want- Okay. I say we do see him. I say we do. I say Darth they give Vader it to us in, in some kind of weird around. flashback or something. He is in it. Because I want everybody to remember that back like in the beginning, like, or I don't know, early 2013, mid 2013, there was rumors going around that they were going to bring the Darth Vader suit back. And the thing was, well, how can you do that? Anakin's dead. Well, just because Anakin's dead doesn't mean someone couldn't make a new suit. And that was a rumor going around. Could you, okay, could could somebody see oh. something? Could they bring Palpatine back and have him like be in a Darth Vader esque suit? Ooh. Yeah. Remember, I, JJ's a hack, too. Aren't they gonna have? <laughs> a, Don't ever forget, JJ Abrams is a hack, and this is how he has to end things. So, of course, he's gonna go for this. Yeah. Well, weren't they gonna have like Anakin, like half like Vader, yeah. half Anakin? Force yep. Ghost or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in the I, Art of the I Force Awakens book. I want that. Like, a lot. That that would be an awesome thing to see on screen. I could see them doing something stupid with, like, having Kylo Ren fight Darth Vader. Like, the suit Darth Vader. I could see them doing something that dumb. I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I could see that being, like, an idea being, like, that's brilliant. Having Kylo Ren have to fight, like, the ghost of his grandfather or, like, the evil spirit of his grandfather and it's him fighting the Darth Vader suit that's all, like, blue and glowy or red and glowy or just some evil color and glowy. Or, like, Rey is having visions when she's fighting Kylo Ren that it is Darth Vader. Yeah. And that whatever she's seeing in those dark things is that. It's just like a projection of evil, and then she's just like... Taking one last look, sir. All right, shut up, 33 I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs> All right, uh, next one. Are we going to have a moment in this where we have Paul Walker in Fast and Furious <laughs> 7 as Princess Leia drives off into the side? Are we going to have a moment where Princess... Or not, okay. 
That's the really cynical way. Are we oh, going to have a moment like Yoda in Return of the Jedi where she's laying on a bed and Ray comforts her as she passes into the Force? Are we going to have that moment? I don't know. I don't, I don't know I don't how they're going to they handle that. I don't think they do it. I think she does something in the background of the movie and she, I don't, did do not kill her on screen. I don't think that happens. Not kill, but like Yoda. Oh, just, her. She just passes. Now, yeah. It seems too hard to, oh. They can't have her live past this because that's just going to be they, – they can't have her live beyond this because it just doesn't – like having her survive this would make no sense because like you can never reincorporate her in any way outside of the comics in the books. Right. Well, you bring up a good point and do you think – well, the, then this. Do you think there will be a ghost Leia? Okay, that was my next question. Okay, well, good. I'll say it for you. I, I, I kind of – Yes, 100%. The very I told you how the how this movie's going to end. This movie's going to end with Ray on Tatooine, as Luke says, like we've passed on everything you know. A thousand generations of the Jedi now will live within you. And we're gonna have like and I know this this is the only best example I can give. We're gonna sit there have an ending with like a giant like void in the force, and all the force ghosts are there. We're gonna have force ghosts, Yoda, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Luke, Leia, and they're all gonna say goodbye to Way and Rafe like and wave to her as they walk into the netherworld the force together we're Man, gonna I have, have a some poster in my room already i have a poster of like all the uh, george lucas characters in there so yeah it's gonna be mace windu and oh yeah and, and the, the 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 pit droids waving at you like <laughs> force ghost sail barge waving at you <laughs> all the characters are right like all the characters have like a special little float and that's where all the characters that have been dismembered that's where they hang out because they have railings so they can lean like all well, force ghost java Force Ghost, Yak Face. Thank you, Odie Mantrell. Goodbye. Yes. yes. Force Ghost, all the pod racers. Yeah, and she'll be. She can decide what the names are if they're pod racers or Jedi, because <laughs> the names are just so close. <laughs> Force Ghost Gungans that died during the Battle of the Boo. Um, okay, that's there? a good question. Will there be a Gungan in this movie? God no. <laughs> Will Jar Jar be in this movie? God no. <laughs> Will Jar Jar be in the Mandalorian? Is he frozen? Yes. Let's he hope so. Back? Let's hope so. Oh, come on. We got to. That'd be wouldn't great. Wouldn't that be I about to say, wouldn't that be Oh, Misa cool? back? When <laughs> <laughs> he just blows him away and stuff. Misa's a bounty hunter now. <laughs> wouldn't that be cool though? Like one of the Mandalorians like bounties is like like a carbonized version of a Gungan. Wouldn't that be a cool visual? Yeah, it would look great, and it would play it completely into the lore of those Darth Jar Jar people, because that's what they think happened to him. That's what they think he can come back. Dar- Darth Jar Jar thing is still going on. Delo Felicate. <laughs> we, no, we, we need that in the speak in the meantime. Come on. <laughs> Alright, next question about the Rise of Skywalker. Are we going to get an appearance by the Mandalorian? No. Ooh. No. Will we see his ship, the Razor's Crest? Yes. Yes. Will, Will Rose we... Tico have more than five lines? If the internet's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine if she has more than, like, 15 seconds of screen time, the amount of YouTube videos we're going to have to put up with? Mm. Oh, my God. I, I think Rose is going to what show What if Lando her? hits on her and everyone loves her after that? And everyone's like, all right, she's fine. <laughs> No, Lando talk- likes her. Like Lando, like you know. Ross, no, you'll you'll satiate one half of the fan base, but you'll you'll make angry the other half. That'll call that toxic masculinity. I was always into those Ticos. 
Um, I'm going to say Rose is in the first like two minutes of the movie and she'll show up during the end. I think like for 95% of the movie, that's not the bookends. Um, we will not see Rose Tico. Okay. Here's one more. Will about Rose Tico. Will Carrie Fisher's daughter's character have more screen time than Rose Tico? Cause it seems like she had a big role in last Jedi for considering. I would say, because her character's name is Lieutenant Connix, Connix. I'll say it's it's on par with Rose Tico. I say no more, no less. Yep. I see it, too. Because she's um, cool. She's the first scene of Last Jedi, right? She sees the ship coming in. Yep. Yeah. Um, how many Force Ghosts are we going to see? Do, I, think we've already, I think we've all agreed. <laughs> all of have... them. <laughs> I also want to ask, is Samuel L. Jackson in this film? Last one. No, because I think they're going to bring him back at some point. Mm. His death is very ambiguous in Revenge of the Sith. Is Kiara Mondi? <laughs> no, all right. Force Ghost Plo Koon. Yes. Are we going? We know that the ghost is in this. Are we going to see Hera or any of the go or the the rebels characters Jason. that we know are still alive? <laughs> we can only hope to see Jason Sindula Zenger. Don't get the my son, hopes up. Yes. Do you think the we're gonna grown... get Zeb? Do we get Zeb? Even for mm. a brief shot, do we get Chopper? We know they have the Chopper. Yes, yes. say Chopper. Yes. yes, Chopper's easy. They love ones that are, uh, you know, just droids or aliens that they can just plug in because they live forever. Do we get Sabine? No. That's really easy. It's just putting a woman in, with a helmet. You can make a helmet in an Oh wait, you could have her Tie Fighter be in the background. All right, and this is a big one. Do we get a Yeah, doesn't Ahsoka. she have that like? Sabine have like that spray painted Tie Fighter. I think that was like the first season, and she has yeah. and she does that for like five minutes and it gets blown up. Oh, yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that the, she does a new one. one. She <laughs> has like a lightsaber jump rope or something in the early part where I was like, oh no, come on. Okay, getting back Ahsoka. Wait, wait, no, no. Um, I got a good one. Russ didn't answer. Oh, oh but Ahsoka, I say no. No, I don't know. Ahsoka would be a weird one. I, I, I could see them doing that. That's I, I, a cowboy. That's a cowboy hat coup. If she's in this movie, you know that, well, the right? Ghost is in, but the ghost is in this. He doesn't own the ghost. Yes, he does. That's a cowboy hat man creation. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that that's his bone. That's all he gets. Yeah, that's the thing. It would be quite a coup if he could be like, look, come on, this is my like. I wear t-shirts about her if whether or not she's alive. Come on, let's put her in. Do we get um oh god. I just lost it. What Thrawn? He no, can't be alive at this Don't point. tease me, Russ. We all know Thrawn's not gonna be in this though, but I do think in the ancillary media they are going to tie it eventually into him. Well, what if they turn that whole thing into what they're into? They're in this like time thing and they just come out and they're like Basically, they've already brought in time travel. They would probably wouldn't have aged. Pergil, the Pergil, Pergil yeah. show up. I. What is the Yusong Vong involved? No, I'm kidding. Just go on. <laughs> no, no, God, no. Not like this. Will Borborigmi make his first on-screen appearance? No. Will Will Mammon Hool show up? Will Tash and Zach Aranda show up? Will a hut fight a Borgullet? Find out this December. Will booty show up? Force goes booty. Yes, force goes booty every time. <laughs> force goes Saw Gerrera. Force goes Rogue One crew. All of them. Force goes K2SO. 
regular K2 series security Wait, droids. Ken? Yeah. Then Ken? 20 of them come and shoot them. Can, ro- <laughs> can, can robots become force ghosts? Sure, why not? Just roll with it. Okay. No one's ever really gone, Zanger. Oh. Um, are we going to get anything from Resistance? Yeah, that's like the one small department of Star Wars I just cannot. I've seen the toys on the aisles, and I I have never really gotten into Resistance. I, I know nothing. I, about I it could all. see it them seems doing too pastel and too. I just it never seemed to evolve like Rebels or Clone Wars did. I I just never got into it. I could see them doing that. I could see them putting the ship, much like we talked about with Mandalorian and his ship. I could see them throwing in some. Uh, resistance ships in there because there's a few ships in there that would be that would stay that would contrast the others so that's another disney plus thing maybe i'll watch it if it's on there uh, maybe well the problem with resistance though is like some episodes are like pretty interesting like they had because I'm, I'm watching it now um as the second season continues and like they have one episode where they have to go to the wreckage of the battle outside of uh the car where you have like the exploded uh first order dreadnought to like steal like coaxium to power the colossus and like that was a really cool episode because they have to like use the pirates as like subterfuge so the first order doesn't blow up the the Colossus. Then the next episode, just like nothing happens. Then the next episode, nothing happens. And it's like, oh god, it's just so much filler. Uh, but they do have Resistance has its moments moments though. It's 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 a show where you kind of need like somebody to watch it and give you the specific episodes you can watch where it's just like, okay, I didn't just waste like twenty three minutes of my life. But uh, it has its moments. It's it's not it's not a disaster. It's not as bad as the first couple episodes would lead you to believe. <laughs> Are we going to see anything Galaxy's Edge in the Rise of Skywalker? Yes, wholeheartedly. Yes, I've heard your like. Would you do the Black Spire book review? Because I have not read that book. But yeah, there'll definitely be some kind of reference. If there's something deep in there, not reference. Sure. Will we actually go to some? Oh, go movie? there. Yeah. Oh, I. I, I'm going to say no. I'm actually not, saying no. Let me rephrase that. Not go there, but will we see a sequence? Like, like okay. Uh, much Think of Special Edition Return of the Jedi where we have, we so free! And then we have, like, oh, what Best about Rogue Man. One, like, where they're showing all the different planets with names and outposts and all that? Is it going to be like a montage of building something? Yeah, they could go there. I could see. No, what I mean is, like, like when they have their celebration at the end, they cut count. Like, um, sorry, cut to all the different planets celebrating freedom. I could see one of them being Galaxy's Edge. Like, we finally beat back the First Order, and they show like V Marathi, and it'd be like, okay, pat on the head for people. You know what this is. I mean, it definitely would boost what they have going on. Like they, they, I guess they do need some kind of connection, right? Like, why is the Falcon in in Poe's X wing there already? Yeah, it's never mind that that X wing got blown up in the one. The new movie doesn't look anything like that. But wait, is it the black X wing that's there? I'm not sure. It's either the blue or the black one. I think the new. I one, think it's the blue. orange one, right? That's what I mean. I don't think the black one's there. Whatever. Is there going to be, because I think we talked, I don't know if we talked about it, but it was like, it's something that came up that like the final episode of the Mandalorian comes out like the, like the day or two after the rise of Skywalker's out. Is there no gonna connection? Be any, no tie in between the ending of the Mandalorian season one and the rise of Skywalker. Nope. Cause God forbid you watch those out of order and get somebody lividly angry that they got it spoiled for them. No, no, no. Why well, I me? Mean, no. Will there be something in the Mandalorian show that ties into the rise of Skywalker? I doubt it. 
Right. Like, what's the time gap between these two? Uh, what, 15 years? Give or take? I think it's like 24 or something. I guess so, because it's 30 between um, Return of the Jedi and the new trilogy. So, yeah. Ooh, they could. I mean, it's out there to do it, but what would it be? What is it? It's too. It seems too early to be a Ray reveal. It would have to like involve Kylo Ren or Han. It could be. It could be. It could be something Palpatine related. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He does some kind of mission to find something, some kind of dagger or something. Has to go somewhere. Yep. Eventually, he, gets found. Or he's the one that somebody sent him to go find Vader's helmet on Endor. Yeah, there you go. Oh man, talk about the talk about that good old fan service that's actually good. That that's a good story. Just putting it out there. Um, I guess one of the last <laughs> things I have to ask is uh we haven't really it's a big thing in the Star Wars community, but we really have never touched upon it. Um, are we going to get a romantic relationship between Kylo Ren and Ray? Are no. we going to get Raylo? No. Well, wait, is is Kylo Ren gonna live through this whole thing? Hundred percent. They yes. have to because he, he's at the, uh, the 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 rise of the resistance ride. They have to have. They're not going to kill off their like main character of the like four hundred trillion dollar ride like the weekend before uh, the movie comes out. <laughs> wow! I didn't. Man, talk about a ride spoiler. There you go. It's already. But I mean, I guess I guess he could be there still. Uh, I just uh, uh, there has to be. It seems like the good guys never really uh, perished in the original one. Do you think are we going to lose anyone like a Poe or a Finn or a Ray, three PO, R two, Chewie, any of our main uh, protagonists? No, because you need them for the inevitable episode ten. But if you're not in a costume or you're a droid, it seems like you you can get a lot more. I I think they'll last because just the marketing angle of. If you've noticed over the last few years, a lot of the marketing, I'm talking about like everything you see in stores, bed sheets and cereal boxes and T-shirts. It's Most of the time, it is occupied by people in Star Wars, either droids or, or Darth Vader or Chewbacca, things that are not associated with a, like an actor. So I, I do think I, the act a bit more expendable. And you know I, what I'm saying with that, right? I know what you mean, but I think that's more of a licensing cost thing because if you put an actor's likeness on something, that means they get a cut. Right, so it makes it more, like more likely to just well, we can keep. We've already established that Chewbacca can be two hundred years old, and he's not yes. that old yet. Yeah, I, but I think that's a separate thing, though. I, I don't think you're. I don't think they're going to kill off any of the young actors. I think uh, Ray, Finn, Poe, Jana, Daft Punk, Zam Wessel. I think that they, <laughs> they are all. I think the only character... I can see Zam Wessel getting it because they introduced. No. Uh, they introduced. Uh, they introduced, you know, uh, uh, what the purple, purple hair general, and and she she bit it right away. In a, in a, I could see because her taking more, some kind of sacrifice. There has to be someone. No, no, the, the sacrifice is going to be. I, to me, Kylo. I still think that we're going to have uh, Kylo Ren does something to protect Ray and sacrifices himself in the force ghost or through some power, whether it be Ray's or some supernatural power, they bring Kylo Ren back to life. I didn't, I didn't, I have the theory a few weeks ago, maybe somebody did on the internet. I don't know if I, who I pulled it from, maybe it was me where it was going to be, uh, Kylo Ren sacrifices himself to protect Ray from Palpatine and Palpatine like has Ray corner. And he's like, now I have you all to myself, my little, uh, 
scavenger friend. And then like Anakin. <laughs> My bund friend. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. Um, and then like Anakin shows up and it's like Palpatine, no more. And they su- and what they do is they bring <laughs> Kylo Ren back to life by sucking the daylights out of Palpatine. Well, or I was thinking it would it be more of that, or more of the giving some kind of more importance to the books that Ray went to the trouble of saving, and that maybe she learned something they didn't, or, or it's uh, a Sith thing they acquire that she learns. I I have no idea. That almost got, sounds video gamey, but yeah, I can see them doing that. I think uh, based on a lot of the stuff that I was reading, I don't know how true it was. I don't know whether that was the part that was still truthful or whether that kind of fell apart. Um, I do think they're going to make Ray beyond crazy powerful. That's just my own guest intuition. Um, I can see that too, that she sucks the daylights out of Palpatine and gives it to Kylo Ren. Um, mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause I think, I think one of the contrivances of this of bringing Palpatine back, if they bring him back is that he's going to be like feeding off the souls of people. They're going to do something like that. Like, Oh, Palpatine, how are you able to live this long? I've been feeding off the souls of, uh, of pathetic organisms. ghosts have summoned me. Something like that. I think it's going to be something like that. Palpatine's going to be like sucking the daylights out of somebody or something. And the only way to bring Kylo Ren back is to like transfer Palpatine's essence into Kylo Ren. It's going to be something like that. The fact that like Palpatine's been the bane of the Skywalker lineage is suffering for the last, God, 50 plus years. And by... Uh, by siphoning his life essence out of him and putting it into the uh, the final bloodline of the Skywalkers, that's gonna be it's like like the justice. I could I could see them doing something really kind of uh, goofy like that. And like you, I, I've avoided the uh, spoiler since I said I would leave him on the show. I've, I've stuck to that, but uh, I do remember Matt Matt Smith is supposed to be a character in this. Is he a Knight of Ren? Like what? <laughs> that still is be some kind of determined. Palpatine. Is he? He's the living embodiment of Skynet, Rust. Come on. Yeah, speaking of Skynet, did you guys see Bill Burr in that Mandalorian trailer with like lasers on his shoulder, like a predator or something? It was like very, like, I'm like, well, it maybe (laughs) reminded me that like we're getting these random people in Star Wars, and and Matt Smith is definitely the Rise of Skywalker random way. You're like, well, what is he? What is, but knowing Bill Burr, did you notice Bill Burr? Because Bill Burr is in the Mandalorian, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I know shit. Because I remember when he was a uh, cast. I remember like reading that somewhere, like how many months ago. Seeing what he is, he looks like Kano for like from Mortal Kombat or something. It's very like okay, this is what he is. He has lasers. Okay. Well, doesn't he have like the same like gun apparatus as Dash Rendar does? Where like it's the pack like on his oh, back. What if he is? He, That'd be great. Yeah. Well, if you if you freeze frame his like half a second shot in the trailer, he has a very. If you look at the f- action figure of Dash Rendar. And you look at Bill Burr's like setup in the trailer. He has that same thing where it's like the backpack attached to like the guns, and there's like something connecting them from like the uh, the handle. It'd be great if he played like a Dash Rendarish hero, and he just gets blown away. Where he's just like, no, it's like he's just no, there's no second lives in this. Like, I don't know. I'm not a big Bill Burr fan, but uh, to each his own. Yeah, he's all right. It's just weird seeing people that are from comedy in a Star War now. It's like it's like the Richard Pryor bar coming to life almost. Now that's what we need to see. Well, Richard Pryor's Star Wars bar be in this, Russ. Well, uh, oh god, the guy who <laughs> where's that neon char- sign now? <laughs> Who's that character's name? We can't say on the podcast. We need to have him on. Have him in the movie. <laughs> oh no, we can't. I've seen the Devil Man, and that is the Devil. 
but uh, no, I, I getting back to the Rise of Skywalker stuff. I I don't know how they're going to end this. I guess another question I have for you guys. Um, I think by guys I mean Ross because I think Zenger finally passed out from exhaustion. No, I'm here. He's there. He's there. I'm looking at the clock. He's still on. He's still I'm on. Here. We, still, we still have like 15 minutes with Zenger. Yep. When it comes to ending this movie. Are we going to have like a Revenge of the Sith ending where we like, like think about it? We like the climax of Revenge of the Sith is the duel between Obi Wan and Anakin, and we still have like 15, 20 minutes of the movie after that's over. But if you look at Return of the Jedi, you have the Death Star blows up, and like the movie concludes within like five minutes. Are we going to have like an immediate resolution, or are we going to have a more drawn out resolution? It's like, drawn I don't out. even. Yeah, we don't even know what the threat is, right, Sanger? Like, what is... Is it all the Star Destroyers, or what? Well, it's the three. It's three. We have um, Poe in the X-Wing. We have Finn and Poe on a horse. On the horse on the Star Destroyer. And we're going to have Rey and Kylo Ren versus Palpatine. That's your That's your three-way ending. It's going to be the three of those. And you got Lando and the Space Gang. Yeah. That's what I mean. So it's like, but I guess the thing too is how long does Leia survive in this until she turns into a Force ghost? It seems like if that's actually going to happen, it would have to happen very early in the movie. To It can't be so fast. It would be so weird. It had to be, for, like, it's like Yoda. It had to be the first, the end of the first act. So she's Yoda now? So Han is Obi-Wan and Luke is, I don't know, Luke and, and she has to be Yoda? I guess uh, for Rey, this is her Yoda? I don't know. Considering that the the grand scheme of these movies was for Han to be the big uh, hero of the legacy films in the first one, Luke the second, and Leia the third, and I think that went out the window with Carrie Fisher's passing. So I don't know. I, I, they have to they have to resolve it. Like think about it. we we do know there's the entire subplot of Leia having a super space weapon. That footage exists. And considering we have a giant space battle in this, where we have like a three hundred billion ships. It's not hard to believe that Leia would have her own space weapon in that battle. <laughs> that's that's quite a turn if you go watch a New Hope and then this movie. You'd be like, what is going on? Is that the same person? Yes, it is. One of the final questions to ask about this. Oh, I've is got it like, something still. Okay, of course. Is it about spider legs? No. Okay. Is it is that is this gonna be like a horribly I don't want to say cheap? Like story in the sense of like, is this just gonna be like, uh, oh my, I, again, like Force Awakens or Force Awakens? Like, even though it has a story, it it's so briskly paced, you never have a chance to soak any of it in. Is this gonna be a film that which it's so busy? Try, I guess that's the thing. Is it gonna be such a busy film that like it's gonna be even at two and a half hours? Is it gonna be over before we even know it? Like, is it going to be one of those movies where, like, it's going to feel like a 10-minute movie because of how briskly paced it is? I don't know. I'm hoping there's, like, almost like a heisty kind of element. There has to be... There's a lot we don't know. And I'm hoping that there are definitely three distinct acts that we can, you know, just enjoy. Like, I, I really enjoy Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith, for that matter. Jedi more. But I, I do hope it kind of... He just... And say he apes it is one thing, but yeah, for this it might be necessary for everything he wants to do. Like the whole C three PO thing seems like that would take that's like an act in itself. If if you look at it and think about it, 
that scene is really clever. And again, we don't want to spoil that for anybody. But I have a feeling that like JJ's going to rob that scene of its emotional essence by just shortchanging it and making it last all of like 15 seconds. Like yeah, I feel just like just a star wipe happens as soon as the, that line is done. It's like, okay, over here now. I, I don't even think that. I think what's going to happen with that sequence is like, okay, we need to go. Like, it's like, okay, uh, 3PO, we need to do this thing to you. So you can do this other thing to move the plot along. Well, how do we do this? Well, we have to talk to uh, Daft Punk Zam Wessel. Okay, <laughs> we go there. Daft Punk Zam Wessel, we need you to do this thing to C-3PO. Well, I know a guy. We go directly there. Okay, guy, can you do the thing to, to uh, 3PO? Yeah, but when we do this, blank will happen to him. Oh, okay. He starts to do it. Insert 3PO line here, Russ. Oh, sure. He just says, um... Remember Alderaan! Whoa, whoa, whoa. C-3PO, calm down. That was not what you were supposed to say. Exactly, folks. He says, remember Alderaan down with the Empire. Boy, that, and, that would be a great part right there. Then we really know someone's importance is listening to this C-3PO, podcast. C-3PO, what do you have to say? Whoa, he's got some deep memories to go in now. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? He turns to evil C-3PO, and that's the first <laughs> words out of his mouth. It's like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. No one saw that one coming. Uh, but no, I, I do think, if anything, uh, considering this is the last film of the Skywalker saga, one thing I am afraid of is I think J.J. is going to be so busy with just getting everything like it shoved in this film, we are going to shortchange some of the more emotional sequences. I, yep. don't, think, I don't think we're going to have a moment in this where Luke light, lights the funeral pyre of Vader's body, and we have, like, we see, like, oh god, the flames... Like engulf the pyre as like the camera slowly pans up to like the skyline at like twilight, and we see the fireworks being set off. I don't think we're gonna get anything that like, and it's hard to even say that's methodically paced because it's not. It's a rather brief sequence, but I don't think JJ's gonna do that. I think it's just gonna be okay. Bing, 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 bing. It's like move on, move on, move on. I, I again, that works for the Force Awakens. It doesn't work for the final film. The final film's going to have to slow down some points. And I don't think J.J. knows the word slow down. Yeah, that's hard. And I think a lot of people complain about the prequels sometimes. that They would kind of take those, I mean, especially episode two, take those long things. But, I, yeah, I do think this will be a pretty frantic movie. I'll say that, too, where I think, I think he's just going to keep going and going and going. And it's not going to take uh, the time it could use for some scenes. Yeah, I think I think he's more concerned about checking things off on the bullet le- on the bullet points than he is about letting some of those things breathe. And unfortunately, that's just one of the uh, occupational hazards of hiring J.J. Abrams. Yeah, and you want people walking out of there going, "Oh my god, I can't believe it! I got to go back and see this and this and this." And I got to tell everybody, and they want to recreate Force Awakens with this. Uh, you know, they've they've taken a hit, and they need to kind of finish strong. Yeah, that, that doesn't help me sleep at night. Zenger, what did you want to say? You said you had a couple of things up your sleeve? Yes. And it's Go not spire time. legs, but know that I said spire legs. Um, <laughs> so I think there's going to be some big reveal. If, if, if you want my like big theory, I think there's going to be some reveal with Kylo Ren that he's actually known about Palpatine or known about something the entire time and that he's only gone to the dark side because he needed the power to stop Palpatine. It, there, there's going to be some big reveal of what he's been up to this entire time. Because do we know what he's really doing? Like, why he's going about all this? 
I no, I, and, and we know nothing about Snoke either. I, I feel like those are there. There are two like villainous threads that need to get like pulled in and 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 put in context. That's where you could go with it. You could have you know he he knew that the Jedi would not like a Jedi would not be powerful enough to stop um to stop the return of the Emperor. So he decided to you know embrace the dark side and you know go along that path. To try to stop his inevitable return. But that theory's been around for a while. I remember when The Force Awakens came out, a lot of people were claiming that's why he killed Han Solo. Well, that's 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 the other thing is the whole, you know, I'm gonna finish what you started thing. Like, how would he not know what his grandfather did? Like it wouldn't make any sense for him to be like, I'm gonna finish what you started. It's like what? You mean being Destroying the Emperor? I agree with that a lot. I think I think scenes like him smashing the helmet and the berating by Snoke were put in there for a reason. That and of course his eventual murder as well. That yeah, I do agree that 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 is Kylo's motivation. That he did want to. He it did lead to the events of the Last Jedi. And you you know I hate to say the words from a certain point of view, even though it's a great quote ruined by a bad book. Read too. So, <laughs> Did you I do agree it? with what you're saying. That definitely, that is a that is the the, the, the seems to be the laid out path for Kylo Ren. I love it. I, I I think you need to do it because I mean, otherwise you have this character that's like, what's the point of him aside to be angst? Wouldn't that be a great reveal for it to be like he's been waiting for? He somehow foresaw this and has known about it forever and. Like he knew that you know Luke wasn't gonna be strong enough because the the Jedi had failed. So the only thing that can defeat a Sith is another Sith. And blah blah blah. I don't. Well, I I think you're right, Zenger. But I think maybe how you're getting there is just a little bit different from how I'm getting there. I do think. So so you're saying that that your idea the, the idea I have is wrong. No, I think I think you're. Right, eventually, let, let, it, let it be known that Zach is thought policing me again. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, no, I think your end point's correct, but I think how you get there is just a little differently than how I would, because I do think it's not the idea that Kylo Ren, the I'll finish what you started with the helmet. I don't think that's meant to say like, okay, I, you didn't kill Palpatine. Now I'm going to kill him. I think it's the going back to the whole thing of what Anakin's role was in the prequel trilogy is the idea of the, he's the chosen one. He'll bring balance to the force by the events of the prequel trilogy. You have one Sith, maybe two, depending on which, which day of the week it is. And then you have like 10,000 Jedi. And so when Anakin wipes out the Jedi, he brings it down to two and two. Him and Palpatine against Anakin and Yoda. And that balance pretty much more or less stays that way until the ending of the original trilogy. Where with Palpatine's now gone and uh, Vader's gone, but now you have Luke. So the Force is once again out of balance. So then once again you go to the events of The Last Jedi where Kylo Ren wipes out Luke's temple. It was the Force being out of balance again. You have a bunch of Jedi and really no dark side presence. You don't have that balance. And so what does Kylo Ren do? He balances the equation. He wipes out all of Luke's students. Except for Luke. And then there's Snoke. So you have that balance. I think Kylo Ren is going to be the, the Skywalker surrogate. Which he obviously is. In that he's going to be an agent of balance. 
very similar to what Anakin was in the prequels and to what kind of happens in the, um, in the, uh, oh my God. And in, in the Mortis thing again, I do think that Ray and Kylo Ren are going to be the light in the dark in the sense that like Kylo Ren, like, I know that's a big thing too, going on the, the star Wars fan base is Ben, Ben Demption, the redemption of Kylo Ren. I think he's going to be redeemed, but not like in a, in a sense that like Vader was absolved of all of his crimes in the sense of when Luke's taking off his helmet. I think Kylo Ren's going to be absolved in the sense of how Luke describes the 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 light and dark in the last Jedi, like when he has Ray on the the perch of the the cliff in Octo, where he says, "You have life, you have death," and it's going to be more Kylo Ren is that uh oh god um I don't want to say indifferent, but just kind of like he he's his malevolent as a hurricane is in the sense like it causes great destruction, but it's dispassionate destruction. And I think that's what's going to be. You're going to have. To, and I think that even goes to the line of the line that Palpatine says in the Rise of Skywalker final trailer. Finally, uh, you two have been brought together. Ray is the ray of sunshine, and Kylo Ren is the darkness. And it's going to take the light and the dark uniting to overthrow this kind of cancer on the galaxy for the last fifty plus years in Palpatine. And I think that's how they're going to have the two of them kind of. Uh, Combined forces you do need that light And dark being in perfect balance to wipe Out this evil in the galaxy But he says your coming together will be your Undoing well because so, he's Palpatine Of course and it's great And I can't wait <laughs> I really can't and that was a great uh, Breakdown Zach. Thank it. you. I have to yeah. ask with Palpatine though Because we're kind of coming to an end How little of Palpatine does there have to be in here That or maybe how much That we don't feel Misled because you know Palpatine's in this for like two minutes The YouTube hate mob will say they deceived They lied they deceived us they lied to us Um how much does he need To be in this movie for us Not to feel cheated based on the fact that This has kind of been a cornerstone of the marketing It will be probably As much maybe a little bit less Than Return of the Jedi but Maybe as much as the third actor Return of the Jedi you might not need that Second act him showing up kind Of event okay how early in the film does he show up? As a middle, mm, the middle, late. yeah, middle or late. I don't know. I I'm think not... he's talked about. He there's going to be dry. It's, it's, it's going to have to be reference or something, probably from Kylo, because I mean, we, we, what are we starting with? Because Supreme Leader Kylo and hugs and a new guy, and we, there's a lot to. Still, it seems like there's still more characters we don't know yet. What's that guy's name? There's a new general in this Allegiant film too. General Pride. General General Pride. Oh, great, great name. <laughs> and I, and I, 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 my guess is that we're going to see Palpatine end of the first act, but not see him. I think we'll see him kind of like in silhouette, or we'll see him in the shadows. I think we'll we'll definitely hear Kylo Ren. Uh, discussing things and talking with him But I don't think we're going to get The physical reveal of Palpatine Till the end of the second act And that'll be our big oh, Wow It'll be like the equivalent of Kylo Ren Taking off the helmet It'll be like That'll be our big reveal Of the second act Going into the third act Of like Oh my god That's Palpatine That's what he looks like Because we still have no idea What he looks like in this movie So he's got to look A little bit different than Jedi Otherwise it's like Why not just show him This entire time If he's going to look identical and I really hope that he looks like Zenger's pin he got. In, he's uh, gonna Rock have Man to. Fest. 
he's gonna have to look crazy. Yes, that I agree. He should look like that. That'd be great. Like if they make him look all like even more like Monster Mash. Like imagine Mo- like Monster Mash is already at like an eight out of ten. Imagine if they dialed up that like up to eleven. Oh, that'd be glorious. Yeah, he would almost look like one of the Cantina band guys at that point if he melted that much. It would look so weird. Oh, it'd be great. Oh, I hope they do that. Oh, that'd be so much fun having like really like all, like Uber Monster Mash. <sighs> With spider legs, okay. <laughs> all right, yeah. we got. All right, we got to wrap this up. And I guess the other thing too, uh, Knights of Ren. How much screen time do they have to have, or else people feel cheated? Okay, well, there's an entire fight. pop series of of all of them, and they did a pop series of the Praetorian Guard. Exactly. I feel like they're Jabba. They're like Act One. Like that's what we're going to deal with, and we're going to introduce okay. them, and there's going to be a big fight. Okay, I'll take that. All right. Anything else about the Rise of Skywalker? Are we ready to wrap this up? No, I'm good. Any other things about Spider Legs, Zanger? No, I, I mean I'm I'm just happy for all the freaking Star Destroyers that are going to be in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have that to look forward to. All right. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out our Facebook group. Type in Knights of Vader into Facebook, and you'll find us there waiting for you. Find us on Instagram at KOV Podcast. Shoot us an email, kovpodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. If you're interested in a Knights of Vader t-shirt, please check out the show notes where there is a link. Or if you'd like to just cut to the chase, go to knightsofvader.podbean.com, scroll down a little, and you will see the page where you can check out all well, six of our Knights of Vader t-shirt designs, including the Remember Alderaan. For questions, comments, concerns, or snipe remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter, and on the Cinemodies podcast, where you can hear me talking about... Halloween 3. And well, po- and 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 talking about The Shining and talking about the new one, uh, Doctor Sleepy. Doctor Sleepy, great Dr. episode. Sleepy. I'll push it for him. Go listen to Cinemodities. He's been killing it in Monstober. Yes, Mon- Monstober continues, Ross. Because by the time everybody's hearing this, our first episode of Fans Vember Fans Giving is out, where we listen to a fan's choice of House Two, the second story. Great, great, great piece of film. Yes, it's on. And actually, folks, you can watch that film for free because it's on YouTube. Is the greatest American hero in that one also? I don't know. I think he's just in the first one. Okay. Okay. No, I don't think no one from the first movie's in the second one. None of the Vietnam guys. Nothing. Okay. No. No. Apparently, House Two is completely disconnected, other than it's sharing the same name with the first film. It has a floating hand. Yes, that is a very cool poster. <laughs> All right. Zenger, when you're not being forced to talk about Terminator Dark Fate, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Zing This podcast every week discussing nerdy topics. So just check any um, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> just trying to remember the last one. I kept on wanting to say Snapchat. And I'm like, no, that's not right. <gasps> oh, man. You two can sex Zenger in your spare time. Yeah. Oh. Uh, all right mando ross when you're not singing the praises of uh cinemonies where people hear more of you 
Uh, yeah, check out the uh, the Unbelievers podcast. Uh, we got a new episode out this week about the most realist documentary on ghosts ever, The Blackwell Ghost. And we talk about how real ghosts are. So check that out. Unbelievers podcast. One, two, four, beans. Alrighty, folks. Good night, but not goodbye. And as always, remember all the run down with the Empire! Thank you, Liz.